Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about the world's best football team. That's Aston Villa. My name is George Zielinski. As ever, I'll be joined by Frankie Maguire and Roisin Mendonca. On today's show, we'll be talking about the uh, Tottenham game that was called off, as we foresaw in our first episode. Looking ahead to Everton, that game as well uh, is in doubt. We'll also uh, be talking about our best ever Villa 11, the perfect 11. We've moved on to the right back position today. And we'll also go back in time for our quiz as we did in our first episode too. So we'll crack on with the show now. Okay, as I said, welcome to the second episode of All Villa No Filler. I'm joined, as I said, by Frankie Maguire and Roisin Mendonca. Frankie, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. You know, loving life in the, in lockdown, just, you know, breaking the world record in the, in the time I can make a cup of tea. So, you know, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, well done, Frankie. You're doing, you're, you're doing yourself proud of that. And uh, uh, Rasheen, have you done anything more exciting than that? Uh, I've been feeling a bit guilty all week, really. Um, I kind of feel like I've tarnished my sister's reputation a bit. Go on. Um, right. You remember when I brought up possibly the darkest hour of her childhood, the moment yes. she decided to yes. become a blues fan. Yes. Yeah, so I just, good. yeah, I'm kind of feeling guilty about it. And I just want to reassure everyone that she is fully rehabilitated. <laughs> um, she, she, in fact, she, she kind of took her, or she's taken her fandom, I think, further than y- your average kind of young girl. Um, and I've got some extracts from her childhood diary with me just so that I can get it out there that she is fully reformed. Oh, great. Um, Shall I share them? (laughs) Yes, please. Oh, Oh, yes, please. They're kind of slightly different to what you would expect from from a young girl, kind of the trials and tribulations of friendship or kind of love interests. Um, So so how how, how old is she here? uh, Right. Well, uh, the dates are 95, so she would be... 10, 9, right. 10. Okay. Right. Um, so first page, and it's Aston Villa straight in. No messing. Next line, capital letters, Villa! Exclamation, exclamation, <laughs> exclamation. <laughs> Even stars need stripes. Dean Saunders and Dalian Atkinson, the deadly duo. Aston Villa FC. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's drawn a little muller top with stars around it. Um, and she just kind of, she's kept going from there, really. Um, so first entry, she kind of, she she does an entry after every match. Um, first right. entry, here we are, this is the date. 25th of the 1st, 95. Today, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Today, Aston Villa beat Tottenham. 1-0, Aston Villa. Bosnich and Klinsmann. <laughs> Had an accident. End of diary entry. <laughs> what more needs to be said? Well, yes. to, be, to be honest, to be honest, that's probably the most we'll talk about Villa Spurs in this podcast. <laughs> given the, given oh, but the not, not Bosnich. Happy birthday, Bozzy. And he, he, what a gift to be putting our perfect 11 Absolutely, on his yeah. birthday. Very, well, very yeah. topical. Very topical. Um, tell you what, they, yeah. actually, they actually made a, uh, uh, my diary into a movie. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I can't believe believe we got made into a film. Well, this diary is very, very entertaining. I mean, it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Maybe I'll share some some more extracts with you 
um, at a later date. But as this I say, I just wanted to clear my sister's name and reassure everyone that she is on the right side of history. George, I've been hearing um, you've you've been ta- you've taken up football manager. Um, you're back on the football manager bandwagon. Is that is that uh, right? I am. I am. Yeah. I, having having sort of slipped off the football manager bandwagon for a few seasons now, uh, I thought you know, given the lockdown that we're in, I've got plenty of. Uh, free time at home. I say I've got plenty of free time. I do have a nine-week-old son that uh, I do need to take care of as well. Uh, But in the list of priorities, it goes him, (laughs) then football manager 2021. Um, And uh, I was was inspired by um, Villa's kids, their performance in the FA Cup against uh, Liverpool. And I thought to myself, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see how the kids do in football manager 21 uh, and play a whole season uh, up until the point I get fired. Um, and see and just just kind of see how they get on see see how they do so I demoted the entire first team into the reserves bumped up all the teenagers into the first team uh, went through went through pre-season started off with a 6-0 defeat to Huesca who play in uh, La Liga hang about hang about hang about so your first game in charge at Villa lifelong Villa fan Right, one they're singing one of our own. You're applauding the whole end, yeah. And then they have to sit down and watch us lose to the team that's bottom of La Liga, <laughs> six nil. You, you you have got a cabbage thrown at you in record time, mate. absolutely. I, I'm going to the fridge now to pick up a cabbage and throw it at the screen. <laughs> oh, it, it, um, yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't the finest start, but in the two point. other preseason games, we beat uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and we beat um, who else did we beat? I think another team from La Liga. We we were doing okay. Real Madrid. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't Real Madrid. Um, but yeah, we uh, we so it was a, it was sort of a mixed bag in preseason, and then the league game, and then the league game started, and uh, and that that's when it really started to get uh, troubling for the for the young lads. Um, the first game we lost seven uh, nil to Everton. <laughs> Um, it was such it was such it was such a bad performance uh, that um, Bogard, our 16 year old left back and captain I'd made for the season, um, came out after the game and apologised and, and promised to pay all the travelling supporters their money back. <laughs> Out of his own pocket. Out of his own pocket. This, is a, this is the most shambolic start to a managerial career. It's not, it's not great. It's not great. I tried to I tried to help them out by playing them all in kind of their favoured positions. Right. Um so yeah, so far I've lost every game I've played. I think I've only played two or three games this season. I haven't I haven't oh. scored yet. So that so there we are. We'll we'll see how we get on with that. I'll keep you posted. I might post a few uh screen grabs on Instagram so you can kind of see the team's progress as the uh, navigate through the season all villa no filler on twitter facebook and instagram so as we mentioned at the start of the show the game against tottenham hotspur this week has been postponed because of the covid cases at uh, aston villa uh, it, it, as as i say it was what we were kind of all expecting and and alluding to in the first show so no surprises frankie no, not at all, really. Um, I think the more games you're seeing cancelled now in the in the Premier League, um, the likelier it is that we're going to see some kind of suspension to the season, which would be a great 
shame, but um, totally understandable because what matters most, of course, is the health and safety of the players and of uh, the coaching staff and those people who work at the training grounds as well. Um, it's so, yeah, it's it's frustrating for Villa in the sense that, you know, it just feels like now we're getting a lot of games in hand. So, it will, you know, I think we may, may have four or five games in hand if Everton's um, postponed as well on Sunday. Um, in which case, you know, whoever's top of the league is going to be looking behind at Villa, who might be in 11th, like nervously thinking, oh, all them games in hand, here they come. So, yeah, it's it's very disappointing because I think Villa Tottenham would have been a pretty good game as well. Yeah, I think I think it would have been I think it would have been great, really. Um, I, I think it'd be an interesting clash of styles. Obviously, Spurs tend to play um, on the break. Um, they're quite defensive, so they probably would have soaked up a lot of the sort of attacking threat that we would have put forward. Mm. Um, so it would have been interesting just to see how the two teams squared up tactically. So it is a shame that it is... Um, it is postponed, but but yeah, with all these games that we're accruing, you kind of think, you know, where where are we gonna where are we gonna play it? In in a weird way, it was quite handy, really, that we were knocked out of the FA Cup because it means that we are now, you know, we we don't have yeah. the FA Cup or the League Cup to worry about. Yeah. So yeah. so so you know, the the games where we would have perhaps played in cup competitions will now be filled by our postponed um, Premier League games. Mm. Um, Roisin, what did you make of the suspension? I mean, you 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 seemed last week that that, it, that you were you were fairly fairly sure it was going to get postponed, and so it was. Yeah, I mean, it's for the best, isn't it? It's for the best. Um, you know, as Frankie said, the health of the players comes first. The and the main kind of I suppose concern looking forward is not only the amount of fixtures, but their fitness as well. Um, you know, in terms of how the league has gone this season and last and, and general fixtures, um, you know, but piling that all on when potentially they've, you know, they've been knocked out by COVID. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, it's an unknown. And that's, that's how this year, well, that's how last year went. And that's how this year will, you know, will play out, I suspect. So we just got to wait and I suppose hope for the best, really. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a bizarre season. Um, I was looking at uh, Douglas Louise's Instagram posts the other day, and he was yeah. training in his garden. And Does I that just come thought, before the the nine week old baby after after the looking at Douglas Louise's Instagram? <laughs> Where's looking, that? Looking, looking looking at Douglas Louise's Instagram again is is pretty high up on my list of priorities. Right. Um, I think yeah. it goes Douglas Louise's Instagram, yeah. then your baby, then. Yeah, that, that's that's right. Um, you know, I, I do manage to squeeze it in. I, I do enjoy looking at Douglas Louise's Instagram page, as I do most other Villa players' Instagram pages, um, yeah. because that's what I do, and it, and, it, and and I consider it work for this podcast. Um, it's very important that I look at it. Uh, but yeah, he's outside in his garden, sort of running around cones and stuff. And you just think this is so strange. And you know, he should be at yeah. body more heath in professional surroundings. Instead, he's kind of running around in his his backyard, yeah. it's like sort of muddy field. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for this. The Perfect Eleven. It's The Perfect Eleven, which uh, I will be hosting this week. 
This is a feature where we build our best ever Aston Villa first 11. Obviously, uh, seeing as we've only been alive since the mid to late 80s, this will largely be based on players that we've seen live, but we will of course mention names from before the 90s. Uh, every show we select a new position and we've already chosen the, the great Mark Bosnich in goal. Happy birthday, Bozzy. This week, um, Rasheen and George have to put forward who they've chosen at right back. I will judge who goes into the perfect 11 this week. So, um, Rasheen, if you could start us off, yeah. who have you gone uh, for? Can I, can I just, can I, before we go into naming the right back, um, what we haven't done yet is decide on the formation of this Ooh. team. Um, we, you know, we kind of got away with it last week because we had to pick a goalkeeper. You always need one goalkeeper in your team. That's true. Um, but, uh, but the rest of the team, in terms of how it looks uh, formation-wise, we haven't yet decided on on that. So we might have a little bit of a debate in terms of how this team is going to be structured. What do you think, Frankie? True. Um, well, I kind of tried to think, like, what's the... Because I just know I'm going to put Super Jack in here. Like, it's just, it, like, the greatest... I, I love the man. I'll, you'll hear in a, you'll, you'll hear more about how much I, Grealish is the greatest. But um, I was trying to think what would be the best formation for him because I want to build the team around him. Uh, he, is, like, he, is, well, he is the most perfect of the perfect 11. I, I think we yeah, can all agree. I, I just don't want Super Jack in a 4-4-2. I want him in maybe like a, either 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. And I think 4-2-3-1 is the best overall formation for, our, um, for the range of players that we're kind of thinking of. Okay. A good point, well made, Roisin. Where do you sit? Um, I, I don't think I have the expertise nor the imagination for this chat. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I would agree that Grealish is the most perfect of the perfect eleven, and I would agree that we should build any team around him. So I'm going to let you boys fight this one out because George, I think that you're going to go for a four four two. I think you're a four four two kind of a guy. Standard four four two, man. Oh, I wasn't saying it as an insult. I was just saying it. Long, long ball over the top. I I I respect your honesty there, Roisin. I respect your honesty. Um, why your team? This is why your team's struggling in uh, football manager. I actually in football manager. I am playing a four two three one. So I am tempted. Oh, right. I am tempted on that basis alone uh, to pick that as the formation, and I probably will. What I will say is, you know, we had success historically. Uh, playing 5-3-2 under Little and we did well yeah. playing 4-4-2 under O'Neill. Yeah. Um, I know we're kind of playing a 4-3-3 at the moment under Smith, but your your argument was so persuasive, Frankie, incredibly, because <laughs> normally you're, you're very unpersuasive as a person. <laughs> this is the most persuasive I've known you to be. Um, I'm I'm convinced that four two three one is is where this uh, where this formation's going. So let's 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 put that in the bank. Okay, four, two, three, one, Got sorted. It. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, Roisin, I'll go to you first. Who are you having at right back? <laughs> Look, I'm not as confident this week as I was last week. Um, I I think I've gone with more of an emotional decision this week. Because um, right back, I don't think it's our strongest position. Um, so when I was first looking at it, I thought maybe move Melberg over to the right, um, get some of our yeah. stronger players, um, you know, centrally. And then I remembered the Scottish Cafu, Alan <laughs> Hutton. And right. let me put this into context. For quite a few years when we weren't doing so well, you know, struggling in the Premier League down to the Championship, uh, me, my sister and my cousin, um, who 
I think came out the womb in his mitocopia shirt and has pretty much stayed that way for the last 40 years. Um, we would go down to Villa Park and we would always put a pound or two pound, just a little flutter on a 5-1 Hutton to score. Um, <laughs> we, we rarely won, um, let alone um, winning a, a kind of 5-1 Hutton to score. And then one day, two years ago, we went down to Villa Park it was the local derby. Incredible. Didn't start off so well, right? They scored. It was awful. It was oh. terrible. We get two in quick succession, including from Super Jack. So we're on a bit of a high. Penalty. Mm. Excellent. Fantastic. But then they score again. The Blues <laughs> score again and it's 3-2. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, God, yeah. no, they're not going to do it, are they? They're not going to do it. And then Alan Hutton kind of gets the ball maybe a bit more centrally than than perhaps he might have done previously. And he, he kind of takes it down the pitch. He's flanked by the two Blues players who don't stand a chance, takes mm-hmm. it past another man, takes it past another man. And then, you know, you know in The Matrix when Neo kind of <laughs> stops and, and the camera spins around and you know he's going to like do some unbelievable kick or whatever it is. Yeah. Alan Hutton just... <laughs> You know, knocks it into the back of the net. And I think that is one of the best moments I have ever had down at the villa. The villa park erupted. Um, It was just incredible. And for that moment alone, and for our bet nearly coming in, 4-2 Hutton to score, um, (laughs) it's it's as close as it was ever going to get, let's be honest. Um, For that moment alone, I am putting the Scottish Cafu at right back. Wow. Fair enough. Fair enough, Roshi, because I think, you know, Hutton is, a, he's, he's got to go down in Villa Folklore for that goal, which I still watch on highlights to cheer myself up. If I'm feeling glum, I just put that goal on. And I remember watching it live and I was at home and I jumped into a beanbag. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> celebration, Francis. <laughs> I, I just went, I, lo- I lost it. Um, uh, but um, I jumped uh, but into my... a beanbag. <laughs> that's was that's a beanbag just lying around. The cat was in the cat usually sits in the beanbag. Thank God I didn't land on him. But um but yeah, I uh, one of my other favourite Hutton moments is um when he scored against Hull. Uh on first game of the season, we won three one just after we'd lost to Fulham in the playoffs. And he just sort of ran through on goal, knocked it into the bottom corner. And there's a slow-mo of him running into the crowd. And you can see these this old lady sort of in the front row, just like absolute delight on her face. And it's just, I don't know, it's just a great image I think and also you know he took that pay cut didn't he um to keep playing for us so you know I, I, I can see your argument there Roisin but thank uh, you but, but George I, um yeah I mean it's it's gonna be you know what I I, I my, my selection I think is a very conservative sensible selection right. listen but listening to uh Roisin describe Alan Neo Hutton um <laughs> It actually made me feel quite, you know, quite emotional. I'm quite, I'm quite emotionally yeah. invested with Alan Hutton. That's Hutter. what I'm saying. I, I, I went was, with the I emotional was, choice. I was, um, I was also thinking of the time in the 2015-16 diabolical season where we were relegated. Yeah. I remember he came into the side and he was sent off for this awful challenge. And he was applauded. He was applauded off the pitch because, <laughs> in fans' eyes, he was the only player showing any sort of passion, <laughs> even though the challenge he put in was absolutely grotesque. And I and I think I think as well. I remember. Um, I remember Dan is not Alan Hutton's biggest fan because he put in this sort of quite 
nasty challenge on Shane Long when Shane Long was at, at West Brom. Dan is Dan is a friend of ours who who supports um who supports the Baggies. Unfortunately for him, um. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, he's 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 a he is a cult figure, and I and I massively respect him because he was he joined I think when um when um McLeish was in charge. So this is going back yeah, a few yeah. a few. Uh, years now and he and he started obviously under McLeish and then under Lambert he sort of fell out of favour and was bombed out I mean I feel like I feel like I'm, 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 I'm sw- I, feel, I feel like I'm switching I'm switching allegiance here listen I, I will name yes, I will name let's do it so shall I shall I mention the name that that I was going to consider um and it's so so this so this is a man again he he I respect him for his 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 loyalty. Similarly to Alan Hutton, I suppose he's he's a right back that was um, that was a constant kind of seven out of ten in the games that he played, and he played a number of games. And if he wasn't for his injuries, he would have played a lot more. It's uh, it's Mark Delaney, our current um, under twenty yeah. threes coach, yeah. uh, and obviously as a as a player, he um, he played in a good team under O'Leary when we did when we did well in his first season. Um, Obviously, a, a, a Wales international. He had some really bad injuries, which, which as I say, um, prevented him from playing much more regularly. Um, and uh, and yeah, he's he's obviously stuck around. He became coach at Villa in two thousand and seven, so soon after retiring, and he's and he's been with the club ever since. And and obviously, last yeah. week he coached the team in extremely difficult circumstances. Um, and and you know, it was a creditable performance. Um, only losing you know four one to the best team in the world, as we said last week. And you know, as a as a player and as a coach and as a as a person, I think he's a fantastic servant to Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, but oh, Frankie, if I were you, George has decided. Well, Frankie, I would I would say that Mark Delaney was probably the better player. Um, uh, but Hutton, yeah, he had the more iconic moments. Um, so I think well. I'm going to have to go with what you've both said here and go with Alan Hutton, I think. Just stick him in there in the perfect 11. You know, we want more iconic moments in that perfect 11. We've already got the flamboyant Mark Bosnich in goal and who knows what the Scottish Cafu might do one week. So, uh, so yeah, all right, Hutton's going in the perfect 11. Good choice. So that's it. We've chosen Alan Hutton at right back. This is also a section where we'd like to hear from you. Who are you having as your uh, Villa first 11? You can email us at allvillanofilla at gmail.com. You're listening to All Villa No Filler, a podcast about the greatest football team on earth. We'd love to hear your views about our perfect 11 and whether it's the Scottish Cafu or Mark Delaney at right back for you. Just get in touch on Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. So we'll have the back in time quiz in just a moment. But before we go into that, we, we want to briefly talk about the um, the Everton game. Um, at this stage, it is going ahead. We haven't had any confirmation that it's uh, that it's not, but it seems at this stage quite likely that it that it that it won't go ahead. Um, Roisin, is is again is is this something that we um, we should really expect to be coming? Maybe we should, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we've got to be realistic about this. I think if it does go ahead, we've got to factor in the fact that we will have players who will be absolutely exhausted. I think we've got to factor in that Everton are doing very, very well this season. Um, you know, with a tired defence that might make the odd mistake. When you've got Calvert-Lewin on the pitch, he could nip in. Um, I think if it does go ahead, 
it might be one to potentially worry us. Frankie? Uh, I'd agree. I think Everton are on a good run. And I think under Ancelotti, it's kind of coming together a bit for them. I believe Calvert-Lewin might be injured at the moment. Um, And uh, I I mean, one thing I would say is that last season, I thought we had the better of Everton both games. Um, So if if in a season like last year, where we weren't particularly a great side, we can have the better of them. I don't see why we can't believe we can do it again this season, but you never know. I mean, like who knows about what fitness issues might be a couple of weeks out, who knows who might have the after effects of COVID, whether they're up to speed. So um, yeah, it's probably not one to be overly looking forward to at the moment, but I think uh, as I would suspect that the game's not going to go ahead. Yeah, I think I think it's it's interesting, isn't it? People always talk. What's better is it is it the rest that you have if you're rested for a week? Um, I mean, I say rested. These people, our players are recovering from coronavirus, so it's, it's not really like they're uh, they're they're resting and getting ready for matches. But um, you know, if if we if we do have these games postponed and they can recover, is that better or is it better to um, you know to to keep playing games and um, and keeping your fitness up that way? So it's. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a shame because obviously our form was was really good going into um, going into the games against uh, Tottenham and Everton. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how we kind of pick ourselves uh, up from that and and keep going. Um, so it's 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 very much in the lurch. But yeah, I I mean I'm I'm with both of you. I, I fully anticipate that game to be postponed. So yeah, we just have to wait and see when when the next game we play will be. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, boys, this is where it gets competitive for you two. It is the back in time quiz, where, as the title implies, we'll take a journey back in time to see how much you two really know about the villa. Okay, now, as you know, we could be playing for honour, but. There is something more prestigious at play, isn't there, boys? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Wild herb sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, Nando's. Um, and the Townsend Trophy, of course. Now, I personally, I'm really missing going down to Villa Park and having a sing-along. So, today's Back in Time quiz is going to go to some songs through the ages, boys. Okay. Yeah, you just have to fill in the blank. So, for example, if it was a 2004 song by George's favourite artist, Kelly Clarkson, I would say, (laughs) since you've been blank, and you, George, would say... Gone, gone, (laughs) gone. gone. Of course it is. You don't know it since you've been gone. Okay. Now, George, are you sticking with Draper as your buzzer? Well, it worked well for me last week, didn't it? So, uh, of course (laughs) I am. Yeah, Yeah, Draper it is. Uh, Frankie, what are you going for? I'm going to go with uh, Fenton. Fenton, right, lovely. Okay, so I'm looking for Draper and Fenton. Okay, we're going to start off with an easy one, I think. Um, One I really could have done with last week. So it's 2017, we're going back to first, boys. And uh, it's the first game of the season against Hull City. Our top Premier scorer scores his final goal in a Villa shirt. And the fans start singing, Gabby, 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 blank. Great Fenton. <laughs> Fenton, I think it was, Frankie. Agbon Lahore. <laughs> Frankie, it was scores. a trick question. Listen to the amount of Gabbies. Oh, Gabby. No. Oh, 
Gabby. Gabby. Draper. <laughs> Blow Go on, George. <laughs> no, that's not the answer. Go on, George. That would be a strange song, <laughs> wouldn't it? Gabby, Gabby, Gabby Draper. Um, <laughs> it's it's got to be Gabby. Another Gabby in there. It's Gabby, absolutely. Oh, no. I've, I've just I've, scored an own goal. <laughs> a flying start for George. It's 1-0, George. You might be keeping the trophy this week. Excellent. Oh, okay. No. Right, the second one's a little bit harder. We're going back to the 60s. So, George... I mean, you weren't born until the 80s. Frankie, were you in school or...? In the... <laughs> I'd just been expelled from school, Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Bertie Mee is in charge at Arsenal. Bill Shankly is in charge at Liverpool. And they're overheard having a conversation by some Villa fans who feel inspired to write a song about it. Said Bertie Mee to Bill Shankly, Have you heard of the North Bank, Highbury? The Shank said, no, I don't think so. But I've heard of the villa blank blank. Oof. Wow. Ooh. I feel like there's a load of villa fans screaming the answer to this. And My sister definitely will be because this was a nursery rhyme that we had to sing when we were children. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Are you going to have a guess? They haven't heard of... The North Bank, they haven't heard of Highbury, but they've heard of the villa, something, something. Holt End? Oh, Fenton. <gasps> Fenton, go on. Holt End? It is the villa Holt yeah, End. Well it done, Frankie. Oh, he's pulled one back at the back post. Well done, Frankie. Fantastic. Okay, yes, so it is, it is one all. Um, and we're going to 1989. Ooh. Graham Taylor spends a cool £425,000 on a new centre-back from the Emerald Isle. And the Villa fans feel inspired by the Holy Spirit. Blank, my lord. Blank. Benson. Go on, Frankie. Paul McGrath, my lord. <laughs> Paul McGrath, my lord. Absolutely, Frankie. Well yes. done. I think you, I love I I love that oh, man. Like, you know what? Oh, I I not. I was I was gonna buzz in there and I forgot I forgot. Oh, you know, here we go. How I does forgot. it feel this week, George? <laughs> I forgot Draper was my buzzer. He's <laughs> oh, such yeah. a like anonymous story. It's, uh, I, we'll, we'll definitely be talking a lot more about Paul McGraw when we're selecting our centre-back. Mm. For, for sure, for sure. Okay, boys, next we are going to 2019. Villa are at Wembley in the playoff finals. They've had an exceptionally strong run. They've taken on Sir Dean. Super Jack's back from injury. It's tense, but the fans keep the faith. Every week we follow the boys in Claret and Blue. We even conquered Europe in 1982. The Villa Boys from Aston. We travel blank and blank. Draper. Oh, go on, George. We travel near and far. Yes, George. Okay, this is getting this is getting close. Hang on, actually, I've forgotten the score. What's the score? It's is it, it two all? Oh, it is two, getting two. close. Why is it Desmond? <laughs> it is a Desmond Tutu. Okay, this is it. Whew. I'm nervous now. Right. Well, we're going to 2007. Oh, dear. Villa have signed a Norwegian forward. And the fans have noticed he's not your average player. <laughs> John Carew Carew. He's bigger than blank. Benton. 
Opa. <laughs> I think, I think Fenton got in there, Frankie. I think this was you. Come on. Me and you. It is me and you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just got in. Oh, you beauty. Oh. It's a, it's a last minute winner. I've sunk to, I've sunk to my knees. <laughs> I'm, I'm, jump, I'm diving in the hole to end. Everyone's holding me up. <laughs> Well, George, I'm going to have to take the Townsend Trophy from you and oh. pass it over to a one Frankie Maguire oh, for this week. This well this done, Frankie. I'm one step closer to Wild Herb Sauce at Nando's. <laughs> well, that was a fraudulent back in time. I think uh, Donald Trump <laughs> might have something to say about that. Um, but anyway, we're going to move. We're going to we're going to move on. I am a I am a more gracious uh, loser than the current uh, president of the United States. I, I think. Um, thank you everybody uh, for listening I've been your host George Zelinsky see you next week Roisin see you George up the villa up the villa Roisin cheery bye Frankie Uh, see you next week George Uh, up the villa and uh, I can't wait for my Nando's up the villa goodbye from me (laughs) yes you'll have your macho peas in no time Frankie I'm sure Um, so it's like Popeye spinach to me that (laughs) We'll be back uh, next week, hopefully, if we can bring you an actual Villa game. That would be nice. Uh, But until then, come on, you Villa boys from Aston.